<laughs> Bill is really entertained by him. I'm entertained by you. Kirby's giggling over there trying not to laugh and spit out water. Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. Welcome to episode 174 of Unscripted. My name is Mandy Rudd, and today I have been given the great honor of introducing these fine two gentlemen who, let's face it, really need no introduction at all. But just for today, we shall fondly refer to them as the Grand Poobah of Promo Prattle, Mr. <laughs> Bill Petrie. Woohoo! I love it. I'd also like to introduce you to the king of kindness accoutrement, Dr. Kirby Hasselman. <laughs> I like that. Thank you. Okay, so, wow, that's awesome. I've never been called a poobah, and it makes me feel like I need a shower. Um, Mandy, Kirby, how the hell are you? I'm doing fantastic. We uh, obviously, so Mandy is our special guest this time. We don't do guests very often, but we are here at LDW in your ridiculous room. Um, Bill, it's uh, it's pretty impressive. A little different than my room, but most yeah, I'm doing fantastic. People, most people would call it a sweet Kirby. How yep. are you doing, Mandy? Uh, it is a sweet, sweet, actually. Yeah. Uh, I am doing well as well. Yeah, Everybody's awesome. doing well. It's been a great week so far at LDW. You know what else is great, guys? What's up, Bill? What's that? That'd be the great folks at Hall's ID Line. You know, they're a 48-year-old family-run company with a staff that has hundreds of years of combined experience. And they've got a great inventory program that's online that allows distributors to not only put badges into the program, but also things like mouse pads and counter mats and a, an entire new line of coasters that'll save your table from those horribly depressing little water rings. They offer free spec samples, random samples, and other marketing materials with their logo and details. And their logo, I mean the distributor's logo, not ID, not Hall's logo, your logo, Mr. and Mrs. Distributor. So if you'd like a free self-promo, and gosh darn it, why wouldn't you, head over to selfpromo.idline.com. Upload your artwork and specific details, and they will produce 100 free, not 50, not 75, not 80, not 95, 100 free re-stick-it calendars and their repositional decals that's going to keep your distributor name in front of your clients for 365 days to come. Awesome. They won't be sorry they did, will they? They will I not I don't think be. so. Yeah. Excellent. All right, Kirby. Maybe Mandy, should Kirby start us off with the topic today? Do you mean the dignitary of discussion? <laughs> As it turns I, I, out, I, I, I do. I think you should. I <laughs> okay. think you should. Fantastic. So, I mean, we talked about it. I feel like the elephant in the room is we are here at the Leadership Development Workshop. Um, I have my handy badge that says I'm a first-time attendee, and so this is my first time here. Uh, a bunch of people actually came up to me and were like, how is it your first time? And I decided that that meant I'm old, and they couldn't believe that I had not been to this event before. So because it's my first time, mm -hmm. I'd like to know, obviously, you had a huge impact in putting this all together, how do you think it's going so far? Well, if I had a nickel for every time someone told me, they asked me if it was my first time doing something, I'd be a very rich man. So you're in good company, Kirby. Good. good. Um, I think it's going well. So as Rack Board President, it's kind of, for lack of a better term, I'm host of the event. And mm -hmm. so I've been running around like a chicken with my head cut off. And so the reason I have the sweet suite, as Ms. Red so appropriately put it, is I generally entertain some people every night and have a cocktail or two, and, and hopefully we've had a good time doing that. You know, the idea behind Leadership Development Workshop, or LDW, is for the regional communities. It's, and since you're new on a regional board, you're not new to a board. Right. 
and Mandy, I know you're new to the regional board, but not new to not-for-profit boards either. It's really to give, um, it's twofold, to give people who are first time on a board the necessary tools they need to effectively serve the membership. That's what boards do, right? right. You told me not to hit the table. Of course I did. I'm doing it again. <laughs> One more time. Um, so it's to, to help those folks who have never been on a board, give them the tools to serve membership, but then also people who are evolving in their um, volunteerism to give them the tools they need to really elevate their volunteer game and to make sure that we're giving them everything that they need to effectively grow membership, serve membership, and really evolve because the, the regionals are changing. Everything's changing. It's such a rapid pace, and we've talked a lot about that, and we can get into that a little bit later, but really want to make sure everybody has the tools when they go back to their regionals to be effective boards and to bring value to their memberships. Yeah, and one of the things that, that struck me is that when I come to an event like this, generally, you're coming in and going, okay, how does this affect my company? How does this affect other companies, whatever? But coming in with the idea, look, I'm attending each one of these workshops with the idea of thinking of OPA, the Correct. group I'm serving. It, it does make you... By putting on that different hat. It it's the number one rule of board service. When you walk into that room, you don't have your distributor hat, your service provider hat, your supplier hat, your company hat. You have the membership hat on. And, and obviously, you guys have been on boards before. You know that. And you can always tell when someone doesn't have that specific uh, altruism in mind when they come into the boardroom. And sometimes you have to remind them. Mandy, what about you? This is your first time, too. What have you gotten out of it? Yeah, exactly what you just said. I mean, I... My distributorship hat was left at the door, and it really is just this collaborative um, experience where you're learning some best practices and new ideas and from other boards that have done other things that have been successful. And so how can we take that back to our board, and mm -hmm. how can we change that um, uh, for PPA Midwest? Uh, not just how does that affect my personal business <laughs> or my relationships with suppliers and things like that. Um, there is the, you know, the fun side of what we do and mm -hmm. that we are a pretty great industry with some great people that it's really wonderful to meet people for the first time in person, but it's really bigger than that because you're collectively learning together and experiencing it together. Yeah, and as we shaped, and I have to really give a shout out to Harold Wood, who's the incoming president of the RAC board, and Lindsay Davis, who is the immediate past president of the RAC board, they've really put together this event and, and with input from others, but they really spearheaded it, and obviously again with guidance from Dana Geiger, who is our staff liaison at PPAI. Um, what we really tried to put together was an event where there's workshops, a couple keynotes, but we really want those collisions to happen. So where it's like, oh, I didn't realize the Michigan Promotional Products Association did that. How can we either completely steal that and replicate it, which is fine, or how do we augment that because maybe that doesn't work in Houston or wherever your regional is. So mm -hmm. it is an annual get-together where hopefully those things happen and people can take them and, and make uh create action afterwards. I've got a few pages of notes from some of the sessions that I did that were ideas that I learned from from other boards. And I, one other thing that I have really noticed, and you know, I come from a world of philanthropy and volunteering, and that's really in my DNA, but everything from the introduction of every speaker to the breakout sessions to their experiences, I mean, this we're all obviously on these nonprofit boards, but it's amazing to see how much giving generosity philanthropy is collectively in this space right now. It's impressive. Yeah, it's uh, it's a group that cares. And mm -hmm. I mean, neither one of you deigned to go to my session yesterday, which is fine. <laughs> um, but I ended it with the But we most... care about other things. Right. Yesterday. Well, the, the thing I close with is, you know, what happens 
when uh, the shit hits the fan. You know, you come to these things, but then next week you go back to your businesses, some orders going south, uh, a supplier screws us something up, or you, you know, whatever happens, something happens, and we all go back to doing what we normally do. And the one thing I always want people to remember is care. Just care about the membership. People are paying, and it doesn't seem like a lot of money, but it's 150 bucks or whatever it is to join a regional, give value all the time. Yeah, yeah. Caring is a wonderful business strategy, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Is it, I think that was my topic, so. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so oh. it's your turn. Oh, so I think for the next topic, we should hear from the uh, big cheese of chit-chat, Mr. Bill Petrie. <laughs> I don't even know where to go with that. The big <laughs> cheese of chit chat. I like that. Um, thank you, Mandy, so much for knowing that. So um, So Alpha Broder recently had a ransomware attack, yes. um, and I think we'd be tone deaf if we didn't talk about it. So it disrupted their order processing and shipping for about three or four days. I want to know you guys are both distributors. Did it affect you guys? Um, and if so, if if so, and if not. Did you communicate to your clients? How would you communicate to your clients? Or did you just kind of white knuckle it and say, I hope they get it done? Because I will tell you, generally when these things hit, it's like a month or two. I mean, if you remember, I think it was last year, Halo got hit with an email attack and they couldn't send emails out from the at halo.com address for over like two months. Wow. Which obviously com- people all down. yeah people were having to use their personal Gmail accounts and you can imagine the friction that causes where people, you know, we're all selling the same stuff to same people. Now all of a sudden you're making it harder to communicate with you. I'm gonna go to that guy. Right. So what about how did it did it affect either one of you? Did you have any orders in process and how'd you handle it? Let's start with the doctor of decoration <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, you know, obviously, like everybody else, I, I, I don't know if I saw it on email or social first, but I saw that there was something happening, and then really, it affected us because, yes, we had an order or two in-house, but then, honestly, where it was more of an effect is the projects upcoming. Mm-hmm. So, like, you'd be trying to communicate with um, the folks at Alpha, and to be honest, I thought that they handled it very well. Um, but it was, you know, in that moment, just like you said, it's so, it, it's a challenge because you're like, okay, I get it, but I just need to know, do you, do you have the shirt or not? Because if not, I, I need to take care of the customer, right? Right. Um, and I know that they were struggling to answer some mm-hmm. of those questions. Um, I actually, one of the things that um, occurred to me is that I felt like it was a bit of a case study on what to do when this sort of things happen because they were, um, I felt, fairly out in front of it like hey here's what's going on here's the update we've got we don't have this fixed but this is we haven't like one of the things that they were adamant about is we didn't give up any customer information that we're aware of um like and because it was such a big deal with such a big supplier there's gosh we see so many um press releases and all that shit that i ignore most of the time and Mm -hmm. it was like every time i saw a post every time i saw an email i stopped what i was doing to find out what was going on so I really, and this is not to blow any sunshine, I just felt like they really handled it well. So when they were like, and, and because they were so out in front of it, the moment they said they were good, I believed them. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like because, because they were telling us when they didn't have their stuff. Right. So when they said, okay, we've got it, I was like, okay, we're good then. Let's so, hear from the lovely lady of lavalier microphones, <laughs> Mandy. <laughs> oh. Thank you, thank you. Uh, no, I did not have any uh, current projects, so I came from it from a different perspective of 
Bill is really entertained by him. I'm entertained by you. Kirby's giggling over there trying not to laugh and spit out water. Sorry. This is what happens when we do this in person. What I had to say was not important. It was super important. No, it was very important. It was. No, I wasn't coming from a place of having an in-house project happening at the time, so my stress level in that situation was non-existent. But like you, Kirby, I was reading just to hear the updates and how they were handling it. as I've had projects with them, I was appreciative of knowing that none of our information had uh, been distributed anywhere. But what I will say is that I kind of took it from another perspective of empathy. Like, this is mm. not an easy yeah. thing. And the way they handled it, the way they were communicating, I just, the amount of stress over there, it's like, can we send care baskets to their <laughs> yeah, no kidding. of coffee and they, whiskey and whatever else they need to get through this? They handled that so well from a communication standpoint. Yeah. I mean, you never had to guess what was going on. And in those situations, the second you have to guess is the second people mm-hmm. start speculating. Mm-hmm. Never, never had to guess. You guys know what else you never have to guess about? What's that, Bill? That's a quality. That's the high quality of that Tervis drinkware. You know I love Tervis. It's that classic line I want to talk about today. I don't know if you guys realize this, but they've been around since 1946, starting with that classic line. It's that sleek style. Makes perfect for the active on-the-go lifestyle. It's the original double-wall insulated drinkware that keeps the cold drinks cold and reduces that condensation. So we've got one right here at Tervis, right here. That's a Tervis, Tervis original double wall insulated drinkware with drink in it. Um, it's made for that, uh, it's backed with that made for life guarantee. They're available in several sizes, including that ever so popular sippy cup Kirby loves, the wine glass, both stemmed and stemless, the 10 ounce wavy, the 16 ounce mug, the 16 ounce and 24 ounce tumblers and 24 ounce water bottle. We know it's made in America. It's got that lifetime warranty, dishwasher safe. It's BPA free. It's quite possibly the greatest drinkware in the history of ever. So, if you are interested in learning more, and gosh darn it, why wouldn't you, uh, visit www, I guess I don't have to say that anymore, tervispromos.com for more information. Now, is Tervis Promos uh, uh, found on the World Wide Web? They is are. Is that where one would find that? They, they are. Uh, on the, mm, I hate both of you. <laughs> All right. Um, I believe someone else might have a topic. I believe you might be talking about the Archbishop of All Over Printing, Dr. Kirby Hassan. Wow. wow, he is the good doctor. Yeah, I love it. And now you're an Archbishop. I, I feel very good about that. Okay, so you have said, Bill, in the past that one of the large companies that is in existence today, Apple, um, you kind of view them as not innovating anymore as much. That is correct, Kirby. Yes. and Thank you for knowing that. Yeah, and so... I thought it was interesting when I saw this uh, past week or so that they are kind of doubling down on the Apple wallet where they're coming out with a credit card. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that was very interesting and I wanted to know what you thought about that. Do you think that's the the new innovation for Apple or do you think it's just a cash grab? I don't think I don't think Apple knows who they are anymore. To be honest with you, yeah. um, I mean, 15 years ago, if you said the word Apple, we all would have said they're a computer company, right? Mm-hmm. Now people would actually say they're a phone company, but in actuality, they're actually the largest music publisher in in the world. So they're really a music and media company, but they don't know where to grow. They they don't know their lane, and so I don't want to say. Steve Jobs passed away, and then, you know, it's gone to hell hell in a handbasket. It hasn't. It's just I don't think they know who they are. They've lost that ability. You know, we talk a lot this week about strategic foresight. One of the things Apple did very well, and Steve Jobs got all the credit for it, whether he was responsible for it or not, was knowing what people wanted before they knew it themselves. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. I remember when the first iPod came out, I was like, 
why would I want that? I can carry my 18 CDs in my wallet. <laughs> yeah, like yeah walking around with a boom box, box or shoulder. whatever. But then when I finally got it, I'm like, I do need my entire record collection in my pocket. I had no idea I needed this. They've lost the ability to predict what the consumer not only wants but needs. No, it's to me, it's it's a really pretty credit card. It's all it is, and, and I don't I don't see any wow in it. So I'm gonna say not much wow, Kirby. What about you, Mandy? Well, as I raise my hand, I don't know the rules <laughs> of unscripted. There are no uh, rules. Okay, so three thoughts on that. I look at with Steve Jobs passing. I look at it as what did we never get the opportunity to know should exist? Mm -hmm. We talk about promo FOMO. Mm -hmm. I think Apple's done an amazing job at creating FOMO. Oh yeah. In that you didn't know you needed that. I never knew I needed, you know, Apple Music. It's my only source I, I, I listen to for music. Right. Um, and then I was gonna say something else completely incredible, but I completely forgot what that was gonna be. <laughs> Story of my life. Yeah, oh no, actually talking on, like, just in the last session that we had, uh, when you log on with Facebook and mm -hmm. all of this whole losing your identity and you become, you've just put everything out there from whether it's facial recognition or things like that. I look at a, this Apple credit card, not that I don't pay, I pay for my Starbucks on my phone. Right. I look at that as just another way to just watch every single move that you're making, Yeah. I think. And so I don't think that I would do it. Now, if we talk unscripted a year from now, right. we'll all put our Apple cards on the <laughs> but table. It's, but, but would you say it's innovative though? The fact that they have this white yes. credit card, do you think it's innovative for them? I think they're it's innovative in that it's something they haven't done and they're okay. starting something new. Yeah, I actually I actually What's do. You? Yeah, I actually do think it's fairly innovative. I think that this is from my perspective the first time I've seen them do something like what you're talking about the, the next level in a while. Um, because again, when we talk about even in our industry is the best marketing is anything you can tie to your phone. Mm -hmm. The idea that you don't you can't go anywhere without mm -hmm. that device, and now that you you know you can pay, and of course you could do some of that, but mm -hmm. taking that to the next level, I actually think it is kind of interesting and a new new revenue source, new. Um, Here, here's way what I'm going to disagree with both of you. Okay, totally, because I see no. I have Apple Pay, but I very rarely use it. I mean, I've used it a couple times, maybe a couple times a year I use it. I'd like to use it, but it doesn't feel like it's really caught on the way I think Apple wanted it to. When I look at Apple and Amazon, those are the two companies I compare to. Amazon's not afraid to fail. They had the Amazon Fire Phone. They had all, you know, all these things. The, uh, I can't think of all the other things. They had something that competed with Groupon that lost $150 million. They had something that competed with eBay, lost $200 million. They're not afraid to fail. And then that's actually Jeff Bezos's mantras, if you think the Amazon Fire Phone was a failure, we're working on much bigger failures now. <laughs> and I love that philosophy, whereas I think Apple used to have that perspective of we're just going to keep pushing forward, forward. I feel like they're like a defense that's they're mm. playing not to lose. They don't play to win. They're playing not to lose. At least that's what it feels like. So Apple seems like my old, my old, my dad's company now, whereas mm. I look at Amazon and they seem like they're young and progressive. And I think Apple's lost their way in that. I'm sure the list is long, but if you look at Apple, what products have they had in our recent years that have failed? Well, I, I would say I would say Apple Pay has failed okay. I, just just because it hasn't caught on. I don't think that's a fault of Apple. I mean, I think that's maybe either it's User. ahead of its time. I mean, the the biggest failure failure in Apple was the Newton. Mm -hmm. But every fail, it almost bankrupted the company, but almost every feature in the Newton is in your iPhone. So it was just ahead of its time. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean it's a bad product. It's just it means it's not the right product at the right time. I just don't feel like they're pushing enough. I'd like to see them push more because I do still 
look at Apple. I, I'm not an Apple guy. I do have an iPhone, but I don't have an, uh, an iMac pad situation, whatever you have. Um, I still call them earbuds, air, earbuds, yeah. not AirPods. I call them, I, well, my kids walk around with them all the time. Mm-hmm. I call them, hey, what, what, what are you guys wearing those tampons for in here? <laughs> so that's what they look like. All right. Well, how, what time are we at Move here? We, we're at about 1930. Okay. So should we do another quick topic? Yes, I Bandy, let's do another I would, I would then turn this over to uh, the conductor of conversation, ah. Mr. Bill Petrie. Toot, toot. Okay. So studies show that adults only get 43 minutes of me time a day. Okay. That's a real study. Don't you laugh? <laughs> How dare you? It's on paper. It's a real topic. Yeah, of course. So things like sitting outside or doing just for yourself, like reading or cooking. How much me time do you guys try to get a day? And what is me time not only mean to you, but how does it recharge your batteries? Okay. Let's start with Ladies you. The, well, you're both looking the, at me. I think I will jump in with the this The Lady one. Lavalier microphone of loveliness. Yeah. Can I messed that up. Can you put that, that monogram for me? I can. I, if, I, if I only knew someone who could put that on a shirt. Right. Right. If only we knew someone who's in that industry. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I actually do practice some of the, the me time thing. Um, I meditate twice a day, 20 mm-hmm. minutes a day, so... There's 40 um, minutes. There's 40. So I'm What about good. the other three minutes? I'm out. What about uh, the other three minutes? Uh, <laughs> drinking a cup of coffee. Okay. Yes. And what does that do for you? What does the meditation do for you? Um, a lot, actually. It uh, sort of resets your central nervous system, brings mm-hmm. you to a place of calm, uh, allows you to focus a little more clearly. There are two types of meditation. One can be very busy, where in your mind you're sitting there going over all the long list of to-dos mm-hmm. that you have to do that day. It's still a good meditation. And then you have the kind where you're completely calm and still <clears throat> and just sort of recharging. Um, reduces stress and so, just clear mind. Kirby, what about you? How much me time do you get a day? You know, roughly. I, I would say probably hour, hour and a half. That's good. Yeah, uh, in, in the morning is, mm-hmm. is what I would consider my me time. The, the, the funny thing about me is that, like, blogging, like... Some people would consider that work. I find that to be very therapeutic. Mm-hmm. So um, we've talked a little bit about this. My morning routine is very valuable to me. It's one of the things I struggle with on the road is that I don't have those routines in place. Um, but when I'm at home, I get up early. I go through a very specific uh, routine of things. And then by the time I'm in the office, I'm, I've given up me time, but I'm, I, I think yeah. I'm ready to yeah. attack the day, if that and makes that, sense. That's the same mm-hmm. for me, too. It's first thing in the morning. It's my time. It's when I, I'd say I get about an hour and a half. I go drive to the gym, I work out, I drive home, and then I get to the office, and I get to the office at a stupid hour, like 6.30 in the morning, and no one's there till 8.30, and it is, now that's where I start doing thus me time, but it's still very quiet time, yeah. so mm-hmm. um, I have no idea what the point of that topic is, but we did kill three minutes on the podcast, so <laughs> there all you go. So I feel Please. good about that. Only so, I had talked slower. That's right. Yeah. Rookie. Right. <laughs> um, so now, Kirby, we're at the time where we are at the promo person of the week, and it's my week, right? Right. Dedicated to highlight that one person in the promotional products industry. H, does that matter, guys? It does not. Does affiliation matter? I don't think does so. Does gender matter? No. Nope. No, none of that matters. In fact, we want to know who's grabbing our attention and making us take notice. This one was a very easy one for me. Um, Dana Geiger has to be the promo person of the week. Um, she is a staff liaison for the Rack Board. The amount of work she puts into not just this event, but year-round and making sure that we're moving forward. We're all volunteers, and she knows that, and she knows that we have jobs, and she knows that we're busy, and she does such a great job in kind of 
really helping us um, move the ball forward. And she's very good at making sure you're volunteering and not getting voluntold. <laughs> so for me, it's an easy, <coughs> excuse me, easy one. She is amazing. And this whole event would not have happened mm-hmm. without her. I love it. Dana yep. is a delight. And one of the reasons that I was excited to come here was I get to at least uh, see her and hang out with her a little bit. So I think that is a an excellent choice, my friend. Yeah, she's had great energy and a smile on her face every time I've seen her this Awesome, week. awesome. Now, Kirby, now it's time for the best ever. You're ready, are, do you have one? Are you ready to go? Are you I, ready to dazzle us with your brilliance? I am excited for this one, so. Okay, I am nervous for this one. Yeah, always. Yeah, the best ever has become a little bit nerve-wracking for the person who doesn't know it, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, so. Since we are generally a marketing and branding podcast, I'm going to go best marketing campaign ever. And I will go first if you'd like, just because that, that's one that I think takes a little bit of... This is me thinking. Okay. Uh, I know it's radio, so not TV. Okay. Um, no, I'll go. Okay. I'll go. I, I think... Um, are, when you're talking about just a campaign, like an overall campaign, sure. or just first Whatever thing pops in your head. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, go ahead and go, Kirby. Okay. <laughs> so I, because I had a little bit of a chance to think about this. Well, uh, you've so had a week. The, but the one that um, popped into my head is Miller Lite. Okay, now, great I, taste, less filling. Yeah, and it's one of, it, because of exactly what you just said. It went on for a great period of time. Literally, I've been in crowds okay. where if you want to get a group going, somebody yells, tastes great, and get the rest of the crowd to yell, less filling. I think that was a pretty good one. So I'm going to go kind of riffing off of that. Okay. Catchphrases. I think catchphrases still win. And if you're of a certain generation, where's the beef? We'll still bring back. <laughs> yep. You know, I even know the name of the lady who did that, Clara Peller. So of course my, you do. Mandy, yes. And Mandy will, <laughs> by the way, if I didn't say it, she would have. Yeah. Um, so I think those are the ones. I don't think we have those catchphrases anymore because commercials have changed so much and you have to hit people in five seconds before they click past their YouTube ad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go, where's the beef, Kirby? Wendy's. How about you? Oh, okay. Mm. That one kind of threw me for a loop because my first thought, maybe because we were talking about it earlier, goes back to the campaign when uh, Apple introduced the Apple IIe. 1984 won't be like 1984. Yeah, Mm. I was was thinking about that, but I didn't want to like shit on my own point earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Mandy's perfectly comfortable. I just shat upon it. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Yeah, no, I do. I thought that was an amazing campaign. Cool. Awesome. Well, I guess that's a wrap. We uh, Hopefully, Mandy, did you have a good time? I had a great time. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure speaking with you, Kirby. It's always fun to do this in person. Mandy, we're going to have to have you back because I don't think I can really come up with names better than what you came up with today. (laughs) They were pretty good. They were pretty good. All right. We'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.